Poole Couch Podcast is a weekly conversation with Dr. Lakeitha Poole, a licensed professional counselor in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, about all things mental health and personal growth. The Emerald Couch Podcast is the go-to pop psych dialogue for self-help, good laughs, and real talk. This podcast is not meant to be a substitute for seeking support from a licensed mental health professional and is for educational and entertainment purposes only. For more information about counseling and therapeutic services, or for assistance in connecting with a therapist in your area, visit our website at www.smalltalkcounseling.com. Let's start the show. Welcome back to the Emerald Couch. This is your host, Dr. Lakeitha Poole, and we are back for another episode. Thank you all so much for those of you that continue to listen week after week. Make sure that if you haven't already, that you subscribe through Apple Podcasts and SoundCloud and that you follow us on social media to keep the Emerald Couch conversations going week after week. Um, And if you haven't also already, make sure you rate us on Apple Podcasts so that other people can find us and we can grow our community. So we are at episode 18 already, which is kind of crazy. Um, started back in April, and I guess it's August now, so that makes makes about, about right. It's about right. So we're at episode 18, and this week's episode, um, we're going to talk about a topic that I've gotten as far as other guests who've been featured. They want to know when this was coming, so I had to really be strategic and put together what I feel like is the perfect group to talk about this. Um, So we're going to talk about love and relationships and how that plays a part in everyday life, but also mental health, well-being, all of that combined. Um, And so we're still plowing through the month of August, definitely mourning the end of summer. I'm kind of sad about that. But fall gives us a time to kind of also have some new beginnings. Um, And the two folks that are with me today, I think because of their jobs too, they probably feel a little bit like that fall gets to be the fresh start. So what better time to talk about love and the blooming of love, but sometimes the end of love. And so um, I think that this is probably going to end up being a multi-part show later. I think we're going to probably have part twos and some follow-ups, but I'm excited to get started. So I have two, two wonderful guests, um, Miss Teresia Greer and Mr. Jared Williams. Both of them are in-house with me on the Emerald Couch. Hey. hey! I'm so excited. I only get uh, a few people that get to be here in the office with me on the couch, so I'm excited. Everybody ain't able. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I think that the two of them, two of my great friends, are going to be able to at least help me talk about this topic, offer some opinions, um, and I think we're going to have a good time, too. So I'll do a brief intro of each of them, but then I want to give them a chance to introduce themselves to the Emerald Couch community. So I'll do Jared first since he's, you know, back for the second time. So I guess friend to the show, like Wendy Williams likes to say, Um, (laughs) and has definitely become like a listener favorite. So you'll remember Jared from our Men and Masculinity um, and Mental Health episode a while back. 
But just to remind you, Jared is a manager of foundations and communication for Teach for America. He's also a photographer um, and an LSU alum, which is where we met. Mm -hmm. And Ms. Teresia Greer serves as associate director of Greek leadership and training at Louisiana State University, but is also a speaker and facilitator and thought leader around leadership. Um, and so she's going to talk a little bit more about that as well. But she is University of Arkansas and LSU alum. So LSU is our connection as well. So I'm let y'all take it away with some self intros before we get into the topic. Cool. Um, so I am excited to be back. <laughs> Welcome back. <laughs> I know I was fan favorite. That's, that's nice. Um, <laughs> but I mean, the same holds true that. Uh, still in our in my work with Teach for America, I serve as an advocate for education. I'm also a photographer. I also work out a lot, um, mm-hmm. and and I write um, mostly about love and relationships right. and self love. So and take pictures of it. Too. And I take you pictures do. of it too. Mm-hmm. And I'm excited to be here, buns on the emerald couch. <laughs> um, but I, like Lakeitha said, work at LSU. We met there close to 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have the pleasure of being a consultant and facilitator for um, a lot of organizations, both corporate and educational in nature, and really exploring this notion of authentic leadership. And so really allowing that to be the foundation of a lot of conversations and presentations. And I just have a lot of fun doing it. So, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so we got star power on the Emerald Couch today, as you can hear. (laughs) Um, And so for that reason, besides all of the great professional things that both of them do, um, we are a group of friends and we're, you know, millennials, we're single, um, and even though T and I are in the 30s club, you know, talking about love and relationships and kind of what that looks like really expands, I think, across um, age. And when we start to think about being millennials, which there are different ends of that, and that could be a whole other conversation, um, you know, it looks different. And even the fact that we wanted to talk about this today, I think there, there are different folks that would not want to. And so being right. able to take this on. Um, I'm excited about. So by now, all of my Emerald Couch listeners, you guys know that everything we talk about on here connects back to mental health. So even though we're talking about love and relationships, um, it's a given that today we're going to make sure that we connect um, the experience of love, relationships, marriage, whatever, back to mental health. Um, And so even though a lot of times we don't think about Um, the personal connection to our well-being that being in a relationship or maybe not being in a relationship has we hope to maybe talk about that a little bit today so before we dive into kind of our q a i always give y'all some facts and some sort of research and so what's out there right now when it comes to thinking about these two topics merged together is that there can be both positive and negative residuals of love and relationships and definitely um, positive and negative impacts on mental health So romantic partnerships, we know, can be a great source of love and support and balance, but it also is very challenging. I think people always want to look at sort of the whimsical, lovey-dovey, the stuff that is in Jared's pictures that Mm -hmm. he takes, Um, and people assume like that's the image of what love and a relationship Mm -hmm. really looks like, but it can definitely be stressful. Um, And so even under the best possible circumstances, things like communication problems, trust issues, conflict, 
can plague even the strongest relationships. So statistically, we know that 40 to 50 percent of marriages actually end up in divorce. And so um, it makes you wonder, like, what happens from those folks to go from that beautiful wedding day picture or engagement photos and how lovely they look mm-hmm. to, you know, not speaking and ending their marriage. And so being able to really think about what that looks like. So I really want folks, as you listen in, to think about the fact that love is more than just sort of this isolated um emotional feeling or experience there's a biological component so we also know that you know there are different um, chemicals that get released in the process of being in love that once you are with somebody for a certain amount of time it stops getting produced and you're forced to sort of like see that person a little bit more as they are without the rose-colored glasses Um, And a lot of times we feel like we're too far in to then maybe get out of that relationship when indeed we kind of now see maybe a more truthful version of them. And that's tough. So we're going to talk about a little bit of everything um, and hopefully offer you all that are listening just some thoughts. We are not here to tell you what to do with Mm. your love life whatsoever. Mm. Um, (laughs) But definitely want to share just our insight and um, make you think specifically about how are you going to maintain your overall well-being. So just to kick it off, let's just talk about like how we even define love and maybe how that's changed over the course of your life. So kind of, I just referenced how, you know, in the beginning, maybe when we're younger too, we're a little bit more eager about love and relationships. And um, the older you get, it's a little bit more of a serious thing. So where where are y'all when it comes to defining love and how have you seen yourself evolve? I think, I mean, I think you hit the nail on the head that in the beginning, when you are thinking about what you want your love to feel like it has always been based off of this whatever you see or interpret Mm -hmm. love Mm -hmm. so if your parents had a relationship that you envied or that you admire maybe that's how you define love or if you Mm -hmm. loved the little mermaid and you loved Mm -hmm. how she loved the prince that may be what you really wanted (laughs) i don't know if you want to be a mermaid but you get what i'm saying but it's always kind of been almost like this mimicking effect of Mm -hmm. that looks like love I want that Mm -hmm. or that they seem to be in love I want that and I think that where I am now especially as a 30 something single woman living in the south I think that I have learn to define love less off of what I see Mm -hmm. and more off of what I feel to Mm -hmm. be or know to be true within me Um, and that took work Mm -hmm. you know that wasn't easy because I want the cute picture I want Jared to take (laughs) take your photo buddy pics couple pics (laughs) but I know that that you know that projection of love that we try to get Mm -hmm. from other people is not always genuine and so how can you make sure that you're feeling what you're also projecting and so I think that's what I kind of use is the feeling. I don't care what it looks like, Mm -hmm. but the feeling has to be there. So that's evolved. I think just like what you said, like I, in the beginning, first of all, like as a queer black man in the South, like love seemed like something that was not like for me. So like marriage, fame, like those were things that like were not going to be available to me. Mm -hmm. And the older that I got, the the more like authentic I led in my own life. And so I was like... That's crazy. I could do all these things. Right. Um, <laughs> and so now I would say, like, my my opinion or my belief in love went from being, like, like this thing that we see 
and this thing that we try to emulate and like that we analyze and, and want to recreate from like what we see around us it's gone from being like a, a what in and has become more of a verb of like something that I first practice within myself something that I seek to like experience from other people from friends from family from uh, people at work that like I seek to, at this point in my life, I seek to more so embody love mm. and exude love and experience love and be open to receiving love. Yeah. Um, understanding that, like, romantic love is, like, something that will be a part of that, but right. that in this moment that I don't have to, like, wait for that in order to, like, be loving or feel love. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that I agree with both of y'all. I think my experience has been the same, where you get to a certain point where you stop you stop being in love with the idea of mm-hmm. being in love mm-hmm. versus actually trying to find what that really is and means to you and what aligns with your values and who you are and then you know the thought of joining your life with somebody's um, somebody else's that you know hopefully lines up but obviously knowing that you're still two imperfect people mm-hmm. um, and being okay with that because a lot of times too there's a lot of fear in love and in relationships because of the fact that I mean you know you're taking a risk always it's always a risk Mm -hmm. Um, and even the most loving couples you know like we said earlier like they have challenges and and those things come and so it's knowing or at least believing that that person that you decide to take that leap with is is in there is gonna leap with you and mm-hmm. not be like all right girl you go ahead over that cliff yeah right. <laughs> you know Godspeed and right. then just um, bounce and so being able to fall out of love with the idea of like being in love I think a lot of people sort of mix those up and that's how they find themselves sort of either stuck in a situation that they really don't want to be in anymore yeah. or craving it so much to the point where um, they're not using. Like their common sense. sense. Yeah, I was trying to <laughs> not say that, but like, yeah, they're not using like their good senses, right. you know, yeah. to be able to say, this is not who I am. This is not who I need to be with. Um, but a lot of people won't do that. So, yeah. you know, it's, it's interesting. Yeah. Um, so you guys thinking about like, obviously we live in Baton Rouge. The dating scene here is just, you know, <laughs> it's just not, <laughs> not that great. Um, so when you all think about like dating just in general, like, do y'all have a checklist? Do you have like non-negotiables? What are the things that when you're even, if you're, when you're in that space, right? Cause there, I yeah. think you got times where you're like, you know what? I actually don't want to be with nobody. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And being able to then when you go back into that space, like, okay, well now what do I need to have or what's important? So do y'all have a checklist do you have non-negotiables like what's on that list why hell yeah <laughs> and i'll tell you this I, I talk about this all the time with my girlfriends i think when you're younger you like oh he must be tall, this tall six, he must have this type of car and now i'm like my guy you need to have a job <laughs> like you can still have goals and aspirations mm-hmm. of what you want to do but you still need to be financially stable mm-hmm. have a plan um, yeah. you know and I so I think I most definitely have a checklist mm-hmm. I most definitely have things so like I think the job piece is there um I, you know we was talking I, I can't support you you can't live off my couch like, <laughs> I, just, I can't do that um but I think the spirituality piece for me is important mm-hmm. um and so not necessarily having the same denomination but knowing that there is some like spiritual depth yeah. 
that ground you mm-hmm. is important for me. Um, and I think just a common, just a, a sense of like mutual respect for me as a woman. Mm-hmm. Like you don't have to understand me. You don't have to completely, you know, do everything, everything right. Yeah. But I have to know that when I'm in the same space with you or we're sharing the same energy, that it is mutual respect. Mm-hmm. You know, what you look like. I mean, I would love for you to be physically yeah. appealing to me. <laughs> I'm praying that there's, that is it. <laughs> I'm praying that there's some physical. Well, you know, you easy on the eyes, but I think that's if you're thinking about a non-negotiable, right? I think that's that's the for me the standard, mm-hmm. and then you know everything else is like sprinkles on top. Yeah, I think my my checklist starts out very like foundational. Like when I think about as as a, as a queer black man that aspires to monogamous marriage, which is I mean only one form of like romantic relationship mm-hmm. that. I'm like I need to know that I I can work with you. Like I am I am fully ready on the fact that marriage is not sunshine and unicorns and sprinkles. It is it is work mm-hmm. and it's meaningful work. And so I work to understand: Can I work with you? Like can can we send each other grace? Can we communicate? Are we compassionate with one another? Can we be vulnerable and authentic with each other? Um, and so I look for when I'm engaging with someone if if it feels organic, if you feel authentic, if I feel like I can be authentic with you and I can trust you with myself. Um, And then upon like those other points that that Teresa touched on of like, I need to know that you, it may not be Jesus. It may not be Allah. It might be whatever you want it to look like. Could be Buddha. I don't really have an opinion, Mm -hmm. but as long as you are tied to something greater Mm -hmm. or that you are able to like like, acknowledge like some form of like connectedness. Yeah. And I think especially when I, like as a queer black man it is it is very important to me that that person also be able to like acknowledge the oppression that we exist in that mm-hmm. forces us to like act out in certain ways and mm-hmm. perpetuate certain like negative ass behaviors mm-hmm. within our own community mm-hmm. because i will tell you i was not released from one closet to go back into another closet <laughs> right so like i i just someone who can accept all of the authentic parts of themselves mm-hmm. because just like, you know, homie can't live on her couch, right. but I'm not your therapist. I, yeah. I can't heal you. I can't fix mm. you. I can't like mm-hmm. want your growth for you mm-hmm. if, if that's not something that you're interested in. And mm-hmm. as somebody who like, I love to learn, I love to like meditate, I love to enrich myself and grow to not have somebody who's like ready to do that or mm-hmm. wanting to do that work. I'm like, so what? we gonna do for the rest of our lives yeah yeah well i think both of y'all bring up a good point of something that i see like clinically but also like in my friendships or my friends you know significant others or their relationships is like them being in something and that person is waiting for them to help them realize who they are Mm -hmm. or to become self-actualized in a way that like it's been put on the responsibility of their partner versus (laughs) versus right being able to come into that yeah still you may have past issues you may have broken places Mm -hmm. but it's not fully my duty to heal that which is why i think both of y'all pointed to spirituality being a, a grounding source in the place where you are able to extend grace to somebody when you know that they have something stronger than them that they're right. leaning mm-hmm. on and not just you because you're human too. Right. right. Um, and so people get so wrapped up in that that I do think that they don't add those type of things to their checklist like you all have talked about and 
don't always have non-negotiables. A lot of people are so okay with bending um, because they want to be with somebody. Mm-hmm. And You'll say that. that part is just not... Take a good one what you do. Right. Struggle. They ask you to take good pictures. <laughs> when they post them, get their likes, they go home and they look in like boo-boo the fool. Yeah. And like, Sorry. it's just too, like you know, it's, it's, that's too much energy, I think, right. being like exerted on the part of somebody who is in a relationship or trying to be um, to be able to like connect their life with their purposed person because that's what I believe and I think mm-hmm. everybody has a, a person that's also a part of you developing into your own purpose individually mm-hmm. and together yes you make some magic happen we see it happen all the time mm-hmm. like Jay-Z and Beyonce Barack mm-hmm. and Michelle, Barack and Michelle. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know it's just like at what point should people you know stop um, letting those non-negotiables or throwing that checklist yeah. Out. And I think um, T brought up the fact that, like, yes, it should evolve, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it shouldn't just be like, okay, you need to have this type of vehicle. You gotta play you have to, Right. You have to have this type this of money. Type of money. You come from this, this type of way. family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but, foolish. like, who are you? <laughs> who are you? It is. Yeah. It is. Like, who totally. are you as a person right. that I should feel safe and secure enough mm-hmm. to even get to? the point of exploring what it would be like to join, you know, or to, to walk in life yeah. with you. Not even say join our lives together, but like to see how this would go. And so. that's, that's what's so exhausting about like emulating the love that we've seen mm-hmm. because it's like I'm not even coming into, at this point I'm not even coming into a relationship as like an individual, I'm coming into a relationship the way that I think I should perform in a relationship yeah. and the way that I think I should look in a right, relationship. Right, it's scripted. Right, almost. and it's scripted. And mm-hmm. like, so then you're coming from the same place. And so when we can't... We're not real people. Right, we're yeah. not like authentically building like trust mm-hmm. or connection or anything. And we're trying to figure out like what the rub is. It's because we're not... Sure it's taking so long for us to like show up as ourselves mm-hmm. with ourselves. Right. Mm-hmm. And then the flip side is that you get into this situation and then all of a sudden you grow these set of standards. So how unfair is that shit? Right. right. Like, well, what you mean all of a sudden you need me to be spiritual? You didn't say you that didn't say in the, the beginning. beginning. So it's all about being, like you keep saying, authentic, which is my favorite word. <laughs> but, you know, in the beginning. And I think that comes with a lot of fear. That mm-hmm. comes with a lot of hesitation because I, I want to be in a relationship. Mm-hmm. I think you're a good person. I don't want to come off too strong. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be the B word. But I still have standards, right. and mm-hmm. that's okay. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. and I think like what we see now is we referenced this a little bit when I mentioned us being like millennials, but we're at more of the upper end of that because mm-hmm. of our age. Like all three of us versus you know I think when we think millennials, we think of like the students we work with all the time, yeah. um, who utilize like the images that they see through pop culture, yeah. social media, um, as, you know, like relationship goals, yeah, hashtag goals. relationship goals. <laughs> um, you know, as their way of thinking as far as like what a relationship should really right. be. But again, right. it's still based off of an image. It's not based off of the details right. of what happens in those two people's lives day to day. So, do y'all think that that plays a huge part? Like, the social media, pop culture world, like, is that, has that become an influencer, too, of, you know, love and relationships? I definitely think so. Like, the... 100%. The way that, and and I appreciate technology and social media, again, for, like, the way that it connects us to each other and to each other's stories. Mm -hmm. 
and specifically within like black people the fact that for so long our narrative had been like oh we're like hypersexual our men are hypersexual mm-hmm. and they're never there our women are hypersexual and they have babies at home like there are just so many narratives created for us mm-hmm. that that social media technology allows us to like tell our own story except I think on the flip side of that that you aren't getting the story mm-hmm. in an in Instagram picture. Yeah. You aren't getting the story in like you get the snapshot. The you know, mm-hmm. the gender reveal. Like mm-hmm. that's not <laughs> that, oh that's gosh, not I've all of it. And so like <laughs> it is something to like appreciate mm-hmm. and and enjoy seeing. I don't know if it's necessarily like the thing that you should emulate. Right. Yeah. right. But I also think that you know, I feel like social media is like this double-edged sword. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a powerful tool, but if you grip it too tight, if mm-hmm. it becomes, like, your reality, yeah. mm-hmm. like, you will bleed out, my guy. You will bleed out. And so I think about all of these people using social media. Because I, I really do, and I say this all the time. I have a lot of friends that live on the West Coast. So online dating is the thing. Mm-hmm. Like, Bumble yeah. and... You know, tenders and coffee mm-hmm. meets bagel. All these different well, things are the thing. Okay, I know these things. I, I check their accounts. So I'm like, like swipe left, it. swipe right. We don't need them. <laughs> so I think it's normalized, mm-hmm. right? But I think when social media becomes your reality, right. it becomes dangerous. Mm-hmm. And so when you allow it to have so much weight in your new and budding relationship or your current relationship, so like. Oh, you didn't look at my Insta story. Are you not feeling me? So you don't talk to me. So you don't talk to me no more. Oh, I followed you. You didn't follow me back in ten days. Right, and so it's like, so is that what we're doing? And so I think, like, like I said, this false reality that social media has that much power Mm -hmm. in how you interact. I think it's become like this. This almost like this thin line, a fine line of like unhealthy mm-hmm. relationships. So I always mm-hmm. encourage people like you need to once you find yourself in a space to where you feel like you have an unhealthy relationship with social media, it's time to take a break. Take a because break. if you're mm-hmm. if you think that because your significant other didn't post a picture of you, if that is the definition of he's not feeling like we gotta have some dialogue yeah. about this, <laughs> you know. And I think there's some blatant things like yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. like he ain't ever like he ain't claiming ever. you. Yeah. So we gonna talk about we that. We on vacation, yeah. right? Right, 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 right. You the only one on vacation. <laughs> but that's you know, I digress. But I think that piece of how that's become like this false sense of right. reality has mm-hmm. I really I really think has impacted people to have meaningful value added relationships that mm-hmm. you don't care who the photographer. I would love to have a photographer follow me mm-hmm. around when I get my man. He's coming. Praise him. Right. But on the way. if he if that photographer isn't there, it's not going to change my right. relationship. Right. And I think that's the piece. Yeah. And there's so much like when I think about relationships, there's so much fear associated with, mm-hmm. I mean, just the vulnerability of, like, I'm going to open myself up to you. I'm going to hope that this is something that you want. Like, there's so much unsuredness mm-hmm. of there is no perfect way for us to just, like, move through this with certain, and I'm somebody who really appreciates her. Mm-hmm. And so, like, to not have that, I, I always believe, brings out, like, whatever our responses are to managing, like, stress and fear. And the way that you know, you turn to social media to be like, does this look right? Mm-hmm. Is this okay? Mm-hmm. I mean, this only got 30 likes, mm-hmm. whereas the other one Do got 100. So I feel like we shouldn't yeah. wear this again. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Are we not looking good right. today? Like, what's going on? Yeah. And I think uh, social media like is such a, 
technology, social media is meant to like enhance our lives, mm-hmm. and in a, in the face of fear, I think can become our lives. Ooh, yeah, that's I agree. I mean, I think like and Jerry, you mentioned this specifically thinking about within our own community, like the Black community. You know, social media has become a way of like connecting people in a an excellent way and promoting a lot of like black love and um, being able to sort of see images of ourselves in like very loving ways, which is nice. Mm-hmm. But it and T said it's a thin line, mm-hmm. like between that and then thinking, oh my gosh, I'm not matching up with like what's happening, you know, in the rest of the world or in my friend circle around the relationships, and so. I think if we keep in mind that what we see on social media is indeed a form of media, Mm -hmm. which means that it's also a form of entertainment Mm -hmm. um, for the person posting it, for the people who watch and scroll all day and Mm -hmm. double tap and, you know, um, it comes from still, it's a very vulnerable space. Like you either choose to take all of that in and then craft your life around it. Or you completely shun it and then maybe also not find maybe your Prince Charming or, you know, your Princess Charming mm-hmm. is out there. Um, and I think that part is, is it's interesting just to have to figure out how to navigate that. And so I could imagine for folks who are younger than us or who don't have a good understanding yet of themselves as individuals, right. that that could totally spiral. Mm-hmm. Um for the negative, you know, and, and definitely lead to issues either in their current relationship or to them not finding that right relationship um, when they really could be in something mm-hmm. better. better. Yeah. yeah. It gets better. It'd be crazy. So we've talked about, like, kind of how all that fits together a little bit. One of the things, though, that I guess we, well, maybe we sort of have, we talk about social media, but just not fully is what happens when relationships go up and down right we talked about they are never perfect um how do you cope you know so kind of bringing that mental health part into it you know some relationships don't work out and that doesn't mean everyone that doesn't work out like you hate the person right you know mm-hmm. um i think that's what people imagine too like okay well we're you know we're not dating anymore so we are never speaking again um and that's not always the case mm-hmm. um you know so how do we how do you deal with like sort of the ups and downs of relationships and friendships even sometimes because those are relationships mm-hmm. um, where, you know, love is given and withdrawn or yeah. this, you decided to withdraw yeah. yours and like what does that look like for um, those of us who also you know, we're, you're working professionals and you're still becoming your own person mm-hmm. how do you cope? How do you deal? What do you do? Well, I think for the longest I feel like that coping has not necessarily been encouraged. Mm-hmm. I feel like that I have, and I'm just going to be completely transparent, that I feel like I always feel like what's going to help me get over him is somebody else. Mm-hmm. And I'm just being real. <laughs> so what's going to help me get over you is just keeping Find it moving, catching else. a new bus. <laughs> and so I, but what I've learned, and it took me probably 30 years to learn this, is that there is so much power in that isolated space of figuring out and having this reckoning of what's going on why am I upset and healing so that I don't 
bring that baggage into the next situation mm-hmm. because that was what was happening. I would get out of this and I would have some type of insecurity with infidelity. I would move it here and next thing you know, I'm looking at you sideways what because you I'm like, having got over what yeah. bruh man mm-hmm. last week mm-hmm. or last month or whatever did. Mm-hmm. And so I think that piece I feel like is the most powerful thing that I've learned is that you can face and you can deal and you need to deal with whatever it is that you're feeling in that moment. Mm-hmm. And if that's fear, if that's sadness, if that's whatever that emotion is, you have to sit in that and figure out a way to deal with that. So for me, it's meditation. For me, it's yeah. getting able, you know, being able to like write it out. So like I have a private blog I've had for almost a decade. I will never be published. Mm-hmm. I may give a mom like the password, like if I leave this earth before right. her so she could just see all the craziness. <laughs> But it's a way, it's an outlet for me to be able to say the things that I know I don't need to say out loud, mm-hmm. but get it out so I can go back and read it and be like, okay, let's let's look let's at what we're dealing with. Yes. Yeah. So that I don't continue to carry this baggage. And I think oftentimes we run from the pain. We don't want to feel the pain. Right. So mm-hmm. we just look for the Band-Aid, which is the next guy or alcohol or whatever yeah. it is mm-hmm. that's going to pacify it, but it's a pacifier. Right. It's not going to last. You're going to mm-hmm. grow some teeth. It's going to outgrow it's your like mouth. And you're going to still have to figure it out. And so I think for me, that's what I learned is just to be confident and sitting in whatever that is and dealing with it. Mm -hmm. The way that I, I mean, relationships come and go, I would say gay relationships feel like they just move fast. Like Mm -hmm. we in it, now we done. Um, It's happened a few times. But um, (laughs) what, 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 it feels like especially over the past few years, like my desire has been to grow the sense of love in myself Mm -hmm. and like my sense of like self-worth and the sense of love that I was able to like exude for other people and in the many different forms. Because what I found was I would be in a situation with somebody and then that situation would end and I would feel like I was like without something. Like I would feel like, like I had felt something that I hadn't felt in a really long time, and I was like, "Oh my god, it's now it's gone, mm-hmm. and I have to get like, how am I going to get it back?" I do this, and yeah. like the way that I interpret it is that like I had chose to, I chose to find my love in the other person, like I chose mm-hmm. to find love and receive love from that person, mm-hmm. and that that was the source of like where my love was coming from and where I was looking for it mm-hmm. from. And so when they were no longer there, I was like, I need this back. Like I need this this thing mm-hmm. back in order to like have this in my life and to feel this feeling. And the more that I align with myself and like pour into myself, the more that I'm able to actually like pull up above relationships. It, it still is work. Mm-hmm. It just takes like less work to like pull up above the situation to be like our incompatibility or the fact that like we did not work or whatever like challenges or struggles that we're going through that this isn't the right moment is not a reflection of my work Mm -hmm. and it's not a reflection of like whether or not love will come back to me or whether or not I'm worthy of that love it's just that wrong place wrong time Mm -hmm. we're going through different things we're in different places Mm -hmm. it's fine or wrong person or the wrong person and maybe I pray the best for you Uh I I am expecting best for me Um, and so in the meantime, I'm like able to to ground myself in in not letting that have my joy and mm-hmm. like that allowing my joy to like persist through like so this thing didn't work out that's fine like mm-hmm. you know something else will yeah. that's what helps me like yeah. I like the concept of like saying that 
you have you still have choice mm-hmm. within love and relationships and I think a lot of people assume that once you connect with somebody like you said then this person now has this part of you that you can't take back mm-hmm. or that if you notice okay well that doesn't line up with you know what I thought or you even mentioned earlier like both people are sort of on their best behavior mm-hmm. in the beginning um, and then when those guards start to come yeah. down and you get the authentic versions of most people you're like this is not as compatible as I thought. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and so being able to recognize that there remains choice always, and that's sort of like, I think, an expectation until the end of a relationship. Mm-hmm. And by the end, I mean, like, if you marry somebody until death do you right. part, mm-hmm. that I still have the choice as an individual within this relationship to keep growing, to keep um, having, you know, pursuits about things. And it's not really for me to determine what that is for you Mm -hmm. but to sort of say like well how do we do this together Mm -hmm. we make the choice to do that together not force each other um to do that together force somebody's voice to be silenced or their goals or their passions to Mm -hmm. be silenced for the other person and i think being able to manage that because i mean there's emotional ties to that stuff Mm -hmm. somebody gets a job and we were talking about this earlier like who's gonna move who has to move like how does this go Mm -hmm. well nobody's moving what if we're not married and that's my thing and I don't want to move because I'm not married to you or you know like those sort of things um you still have the choice within your relationship to choose you Mm -hmm. um and so in order to then cope with either the residuals of that choice Mm -hmm. um you know being able to do all the things you guys said whether that's yoga meditation finding other ways to like transfer that energy so that you don't put that then on the next person you date Mm -hmm. um it's being able to make sure then you have like a toolkit for Mm -hmm. yourself of like what do i need to move on or what do i need um to get past this slump that we're in or whatever that looks like i think is important and most people don't think about the contingency plan yeah Mm -hmm. like we just talked about most people just think of like all right i'm in it it. let me put you know all my energy into that i think you should be focused on your relationship Mm -hmm. but also you know, when things change, mm-hmm. it shouldn't be that you've been left completely, right? You know, a mess. Yeah, um, I loved what what he said about like a spiritual practice. Mm-hmm. So, like one of my spiritual practices is my Super Soul Sundays. Which yes, I do know that. Keep the notes. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and Oprah did one with uh, Gary Zukov, who talked about spiritual partnership, and he defined it as like a spiritual partnership is one in which we are coming together, and I am in focus on my own spiritual growth you're focused on your own spiritual growth i'm focused on pouring into your spiritual growth you're focused on pouring into mine and we're focused on like building together as a collective like that to me mm-hmm. is is the type of of partnership mm-hmm. where like when it's over or, or when it's it's concluded if it concludes mm-hmm. that neither one of us should leave less than how we came mm. yeah yeah, that's a good word. Right I like there. that. And I think that's true for all relationships. I think that yeah. sometimes we let friendships mm-hmm. that should mm-hmm. go a certain way. Sometimes we think, you know, like Angela Rye, like all skin folk and kin folk or, yeah, you know, like so the, the pieces of this unhealthiness that you sense, mm-hmm. I think you have to learn how to cope with all those things with the different relationships that you have in your life. We used to talk about this in, we did a, a, a focus or like a 
group, a counseling group mm-hmm. in undergrad. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the conversations was maybe about like friendships mm-hmm. or maintaining friendships. Maybe mm-hmm. it was toxic friendships. Mm-hmm. Well, it was about toxic it, Okay, friendships. toxic friendships. Look at you remembering and that from girl, I internalized. <laughs> um, and like <laughs> one like one thing I I still hold true to today is I'm gonna tell you like this. If you don't want to be here, be free. Uh-huh. <laughs> if you have indicated to me that you are no longer interested in what we have built here, uh-huh. I'm sorry for that. I wish you the best. Mm-hmm. Be free. Mm-hmm. I'm not about to sit, girl, what, and chase you? What? <laughs> but I think that's, we. sometimes we feel prisoner to yes. mm-hmm. things that have maybe have time on their side mm-hmm. or, you know, like relatives. So I think for me, like, that's a practice that I've put into place. Like, I have standards for everybody. And so mm-hmm. I don't care who you are. Yeah. The mutual respect piece gotcha. is got to be right. there, and if it's not, this is not working for me. What are we doing? And so I can love you from a distance, mm-hmm. but my mm-hmm. self preservation is way more important. Yep, mm-hmm. way more important. Mm-hmm. So, love it, love it. So we're closing our conversation, <laughs> which is crazy. That I feel like it went by really fast, but we've been talking for like almost forty minutes. Um, and we're gonna y'all are gonna stick around for like ten more minutes after this for us to talk through some other parts. But any final words of advice on love, relationship, your love mantra, whatever that you wanna share with the Emerald Couch audience? Hmm. I you know, I know this is cliche and people say it all the time, but I'm all about like this whole notion of like self protection and preservation. So mm-hmm. I feel like, like, you know, Jerry was saying, like, self-love is the best love. Yeah. And once you master that, everything else comes. Yeah. yeah. It does. Right. I would agree. Like, the one of the greatest things that I've learned is is the importance of, like, maintaining a sense of love for myself. Because when I thought back to, like, all the questionable choices, mm-hmm. the questionable wants, mm-hmm. all of these things, they were tied to, like, because I didn't have a... a a self-awareness mm-hmm. or like a self-understanding to tell me fool no yeah like and so the importance of aligning to yourself loving yourself pouring into yourself nurturing yourself in order to then give to someone else mm-hmm. um and that you can't it is just not something that you can skip over you yeah. cannot you can't get into a marriage or a long-term relationship yeah. without having first developed like some sense of love for yourself because in one way or another that person's gonna wind up taking care of you and that's not what I got here for. Yeah. yeah. And so like the the advice that I have for like maintaining your personal love and happiness is, I mean you you have to focus on it. Like mm-hmm. I was talking to um, a friend of mine who we're we're kind of like it's it's almost like spiritual brothers. Like we can be on the same weird earthly hippie plane, mm-hmm. and I was like experiencing all of this growth all this like spiritual growth and i'm like i'm kind of nervous that like it's gonna stop and like i'm just not gonna stop having like spiritual growth Mm -hmm. and he was like for as long as you are open to growing and seeking to grow the universe will provide you opportunities to grow and so to align more closely to that to align more closely to yourself to align more closely to god and then trust that that it will like unfold in your favor and mm-hmm. that the things that you want will come your way when you're ready for them yeah love it mm-hmm. this is like emerald couch master class mm-hmm. <laughs> give me my t-shirt <laughs> 
I love it. I knew, I told y'all, having these two on would be like perfect combination because of not only their like experiences, but their insight and their willingness to be able to be transparent about a topic that like we've all had experiences in. So it's not that we're all any different than you all that are listening, but to be able to um, have a conversation that's honest and sincere about a topic that a lot of people are not very honest and sincere about mm. all the time um, is nice and refreshing. And so I'm excited that y'all were here and we got a few more things to talk about, but I hope that you all listen to their words of advice and then we'll take a pause right here and then we'll be right back with our signature segments. people we are back with the second half of our show and so we're going to kick off our signature segments so first up is our pop psych moment of the week so we're going to talk about the um, movie that is coming out i think it's in september Mm -hmm. um napoli ever after which stars sanaa lathan so a lot of people probably like a year ago or maybe over a year ago saw on social media sanaa lathan went bald um and it was for this particular role and so now the clip Um, or the preview of it is out and available and so in this you see her character really go through a transition between um, sort of perfectionism particularly around her image and her hair um, but also just in general and so in the scene you'll see um, this guy that she's dating talk about her being able to not sort of let go and live free and, and sort of be her own person and do things her way and so she starts that I guess transition or evolution process by like cutting off all her hair um, and being more you know free flowing free spirited in the midst of it so obviously none of us have seen the movie yet but we're talking about love and relationships we're talking about self appreciation today self love Mm -hmm. Um, what are y'all's thoughts in general on like you know being in a relationship where maybe that person in her case I guess ended up pushing her probably to like a better version of herself but sometimes this person's pushing you to be maybe just somebody you're not and so that could go either way mm-hmm. what are y'all's thoughts just in general on like you know how a relationship can push you towards either greatness or yeah. crazy yeah <laughs> well I mean, when I when I saw the preview, I was like, hmm, this is going to be interesting. Mm-hmm. But I also think, especially as a black woman with natural hair, I don't wear it really in its natural state anymore just because of time. I don't have the type of time. Um, but I will say that when I first went natural, which is close to eight years ago, I was dating this guy. And I just, well, I rewind. I went to interview for a job. Mm -hmm. My hair was laid. I mean, the flips were staying in place. (laughs) The makeup was fire. Landed the job before I even got back to Baton Rouge. They offered me the job. But then I went on this journey in between getting the job Mm -hmm. and going to have the job. And I decided I was going to wear my hair natural. No products, no makeup. Mm -hmm. I did this for like six months. And I was Mm -hmm. dating this guy. And I think that when you are pushed to a place to where you're uncomfortable, I think you do things to try to help you figure out who you are and like try to take off these different masks. And in that situation, I think I wore makeup. We went on a beach trip. He broke up with me within a week. 
Because he's just like, yeah, that's just not what I signed up for. I know, me, exactly. (laughs) And so I think that what I found in that clip was very interesting about this journey of, like you said, like self-love, self-value, and how oftentimes what we project, so our physical Mm -hmm. appearance, our hair, our makeup, we feel like it has to be perfect in order to attract what we want to attract. And Mm -hmm. so I think that, you know, I feel like the clip was powerful. I'm excited to see it. Mm -hmm. I'm super excited about it. I loved um, that brief trailer was kind of like a, it showed me that this was going to be that kind of movie that, so I've heard it mentioned before that the universe will always try to like teach you things like mm-hmm. if you are open to it you can always like learn from your experiences and then sometimes if you just not listen then the universe gonna be like i told you oh, yeah. like, <laughs> like, like, like right and this uh, this movie i mean just the the scene of her like in the mirror with with the clippers is like mm-hmm. okay clearly the universe has slapped the hell out of you uh-huh. and so to see her like rebound from that is so important in the way that it it almost demonstrated like if you don't have a love for yourself Mm -hmm. you will be lost and and that's why I think it's so especially when you think about going into a relationship I am trusting myself and I love myself Mm -hmm. and so to trust myself with someone else I'm like I need to know enough about myself to know that you are going to be able to contribute to that before I like actually like steer myself down the wrong path, and mm-hmm. so and that I'm, you won't have that much power to right. make me question, make me question myself. myself. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Chop my hair off. Like yeah, that. right. I was gonna say mm-hmm. question myself, change my appearance, mm-hmm. or you know any of that. I think that is important. I I think it's gonna be. Pretty powerful I'm movie. To see it. Yeah, I'm excited to see it. I will also say this is a Netflix original. It is. And when I saw that, I was like, it is. "You are coming for all these." Yeah, I did not know that. Mm-hmm. Huh? So yeah, then that means everybody's gonna see it. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Well, that was our pop psych moment of the week. So if you have not seen it and you have no idea what we're talking about, please go look up the Napoli Ever After preview clip. Um, But it'll be out in September, apparently on Netflix. Yeah. So our last segment of the day for this week is our Small Talk Bookshelf. So this is where I always share with you all either things I'm reading or um, things I've found or come across or even if folks on the show have come across some things, we'll share those as well. But um, we're in this era, just in keeping with our topic on love and relationships. So we're in this era of, you know, self-help and relationship help through like books. So everybody's seen like Steve Harvey's Act Like a Lady, Think Like a Man. Mm-hmm. And then there was like a part two and then there was a three, but the name changed mm-hmm. like Straight Talk, No Chaser. Mm-hmm. It was just very interesting, right? Um, and then we have, you know, on the, I, well, I won't even say opposite end of the spectrum, but just different perspective from maybe female perspective. You have folks like Lala Anthony. I forgot what hers was like, like Lala's playbook or something. It was like basketball sport themed. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, and then you also have like the reality TV side. So during the break, we already had a brief convo about Ayala. And, you know, those type of folks who also come in and, you know, try to offer external help and support in an an alternative form. Um, And so (laughs) I can't take her. Um, And so, of course, I think um, while you read whatever you want, I actually have I've read the Steve Harvey books. I don't necessarily know that I would like apply any of it to my life 
directly. I think, you know, he offered his perspective. And mm. there we go. Um, but I do think that it's important to fill, you know, our bookshelves with like self-improvement mm. literature. But I just think it needs to apply to maybe where you are. So not to read it because it's Lala's book or it's mm-hmm. the trendy book that's out um, right now. But just making sure that you're getting the most out of it for your growth and obviously like helpfulness to you. So two books and we've talked a little bit today about like spirituality for the three of us being sort of a grounding force when we think about love and relationships. So um, ironically, these will fit very well into that. So the first um, is a book that I read and I actually discovered the book I was reading. I was doing a, a Bible plan in the app. And it was called Wait and See. And so I finished the plan. I think it was like a seven-day type of thing. Um, And at the end of it, it was like, looking for more, read the book. So I grabbed the book. um, And I loved it because it was basically just talking about delays and what happens, what do we do, how do we feel, how do we cope with when we have to wait. Um, So I guess wait and see. Like you wait and see what happens. Um, And so it's by Wendy Pope. And so it basically just talks about like, what do you do when you find yourself in the pauses of life? So between relationships, between a new job, the ending of a marriage and thinking about, do you want to get married again? Health issues, like anything that you could think of. And so what I like about just the concept itself is obviously like staying grounded in your spiritual roots, but also um, being willing to wait sometimes like we get very caught up because we live in this world where um, we do want things to be instant we talked about social media like everything's at our fingertips and so the one thing that kind of isn't is we can't fast forward time mm-hmm. yet we're still waiting for the Jetsons world to be reality and it hasn't happened so being able to realize like sometimes we have to wait and so in your waiting how do you maintain that sense of like hopefulness and faith and um, happiness while you wait for whatever that next thing is or while you even determine what that next thing is? So wait and see. Wendy Pope. Great book. Um, other book I read is 31 Prayers for My Future Husband. And there is also a 31 Prayers for My Future Wife. So the one that I read is by Jennifer Smith. And obviously the alternative is by her husband, Aaron Smith. Um interesting books in that it gives you a perspective from a spiritual basis about things that you can also do while you wait so it was like kind of a wait and see type of concept I guess as well but what I did enjoy is that it gave um more of a like transparent and practical things that you should really be thinking about in a partner so you know really if you're gonna pray then pray for the things that that person as another human being really needs like integrity making sure that they're surrounded by good people um their patience their temper things that like you know you may not as a partner see within them in a daily basis but that could ultimately as somebody connected to them affect you if they pop off on somebody Mm. or if they are rolling with the wrong crew so with when they're with Mm. you you know that they're you know great and prim and proper or whatever and then you know, when it's like, you know, night out, it's different. And so being able to be um, conscious of the fact that if you're going to be in partnership with someone, you can't just uh, sort of like 
pray for you and be like, okay, God, help me okay, to I do pray. this and help me to do this. All right, now I'm good. So and so, if anything goes wrong, it's them, not me. Um, when you know we pray for everything else, we pray for the new job, we pray for our health, we pray for these things. So why wouldn't we pray for our partners as well? And so, um, again, interesting concept. I don't like tell y'all to go out and buy these things but i think being able to offer just a little bit of insight into what happens when you have to wait and then while you're waiting what should you be doing Mm -hmm. um for both of them so any thoughts from y'all i know i just told y'all about the books today but yeah any thoughts on either one or both or the concepts behind either one i like the whole notion of like waiting and because i think that oftentimes like the wait period is yeah drives you crazy but also you find yourself like really being critical of yourself Mm -hmm. so it's like what am i not doing Mm -hmm. why are they not you know messaging me Mm -hmm. sliding Mm -hmm. in the dms or whatnot (laughs) um and so i think that it gives you a way to like center yourself and what I feel is probably some of the most isolating times. Yeah. Um, and so how can you, you know, use this time to really develop yourself, but also be, you know, touching and agreeing for your partner, which I think is very important. Mm-hmm. I like the uh, person, my future husband, because I think the, it is hard to, I'm a very visual person and mm-hmm. I like to like be imaginative and I'm huge on like visualization of like things that I'm looking for Mm -hmm. and it's hard to move out of that space when I'm used to like I want him to look like this I want to be this tall I want him to do this and like it's hard to move out of that space into Mm -hmm. something that's more open and like more loose because it's based on like values and characteristics Mm -hmm. and so I think that that book um I'm somebody who is inspired by visualization and so I do spend a lot of time like focusing on like the the qualities that I want my husband to have of like I want him to be patient like Mm -hmm. I want him to have you know all these things and it makes me consider what has to be true of me in order to like attract that Mm -hmm. also what has to be true of of that person so that we can have like that right partnership so that that I feel like that's kind of motivating yeah I I like them both and I didn't mention when when you said something I was like I didn't even say that about the book so the thirty one person my future husband or wife book um our books has a section after each of those like kind of traits that I mentioned that you get to write in it. So you mm. write your own prayer. So there's all those. I, I, I just thought about that. I was like, I didn't say that part. Yeah. Um, and then when you said that, I was like, yeah, it's like that's a little exactly workbook. It right. Yeah, it is like a workbook. So I, I kind of like it because it's, it's interactive. Mm-hmm. Um, but then also, you know, makes it forces you to then sort of say like, I have never thought about Mm -hmm. that for like you know this person that I'm looking for or this person that I have and I'm thinking about me and I might pray for this for me I might pray for patience for myself with them Mm -hmm. but did I pray for their patience you know (laughs) with me for (laughs) y'all and so it is it's a good book in that you know if nothing else it gives you um a a way to like prepare your heart like how to just to even think about if you're gonna be in connection with somebody that like it is a sacrificial thing and that includes even your spirituality Mm -hmm. and so getting um, into the habit of just being like you know what I don't know where this person is in the world but please help them with their temper or 
please help them, you know, to be a giver or please whatever is important to you. So it's like it gives you some prompts, but you can also like then just take it and write on your own after getting some practice. So it's a pretty good book. Apparently they have a whole bunch of different other like workbooks and things like that. So for people who like that type of stuff, look them up, Jennifer and Aaron Smith. Um, But I think either one of those would be great for folks who are interested in more of that like self-help, self-improvement um, again, not knocking any of the people I said, <laughs> but, um, you know, having some things that are more like literature based and based in like psychology and counseling and spirituality um, may be helpful for our consistent listeners of the show. So any other thoughts from you guys? We don't have any Ask Dr. LP questions this week, which is OK, because y'all who are listening have probably been sitting in your car for like an hour waiting to get out. Um, <laughs> but any final thoughts from my guests on the couch today? I would say I love like I get energy from focusing on what I want to like grow in my life. Mm-hmm. And love is like one of those things that I, I like strive to maintain and develop and, and pour into myself so I can pour into someone else. And mm-hmm. I, I enjoy just having like open conversation about what it looks like, what it feels like, what it sounds like, mm-hmm. what to do, what not to do. All the things. All the things. Yeah. Love it. Mm-hmm. Tea? Anything? You know, I just I just think it's just powerful when you can just sit around and, and have a conversation and I'm not the expert. When you ask me to come, I'm like, ha! <laughs> I'm single! But I feel like that... You know, I am most definitely a self-love enthusiast, mm-hmm. and I think that that has provided me to be in a great space to be open and ready yeah. whenever that love comes. So. Yeah. Well, I think I picked the perfect guest to talk about this, so even though that tickled your fancy it for did. me to ask, it did. Um, I think that it was a great conversation. I do think after this week, we probably will get questions, and so if we get questions for you guys, I will send them to y'all so I can answer them on the show the next week um so yes if y'all have questions for t or jared please send them um and you can submit them through the ask dr lp portal on the website um but we've come to the end of another show episode 18 is in the book so i want to thank all of you who are listening again um we've had some really great topics these last several weeks and so i'm excited that we're still gonna plow through the month of august have some um more interesting topics that I think come in your way and hopefully uh, one more reappearance of a, of a previous guest that people were excited about. So that person will be back, I think, this month if I can get her to record. So just make sure that if you haven't already, that you like, follow, and subscribe to the podcast on all mediums. And thank you guys again. And we will see you next week on the Emerald Couch. Bye. Bye. Bye.